And we're back. You're now watching Sold in 60. It's your host, Richie Rich, and my right-hand man, Down Payment Dylan. We in the building. We are back, and today is another heavy hitter. How you say it? Heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. You know what I'm saying? We have Miss Shea Desi in the building. What's up, Shea? What's up? The crowd goes wild. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, this platform was put together, you know, mostly for people who just get in the industry or in the industry and a little... You need a little, little push or, you know, want to stay in the, in the loop and what's going on. So just understand who are some of the people rocking with us, you know? All right. All right. Uh, most people are watching this on Factual, the Factual app or listen on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, Firestick TV. Firestick TV. Um, Apple TV. Audible. Yeah. iHeartRadio. All platforms. All platforms. Here we go. Yeah. So... Let's jump right into it, D. Yeah, so we like to start off by, you know, taking it all the way back and starting off with how are you introduced to the timeshare industry? Well, well, my beginning was uh, pretty interesting. I was actually working at Lens Crafters for about nine years, and I was examining someone's eyes, and she said, you're so nice and, and pleasant and outgoing. Do you ever think of selling timeshare? And I said, No. She goes, what about real estate? And I said, well, I'm thinking about getting into real estate. And she said, timeshare, Westgate, real estate. So I thought about it. And uh, while I was in school, I said, let me, let me talk to some people in the industry. And uh, I went and sat down with someone at Westgate, and the rest is history. Oh, wow. Westgate people always recruiting. <laughs> right, always, always. Yeah. Where, where were they buying? Some uh, Prada shades or, you know, Cartier's? <laughs> she or? bought some Gucci's and, uh, okay. yeah, she was, uh, she had a lot of money, so that was a good sign. Yeah, yes. absolutely, absolutely. Um, is, she still, is she still with the, the company? No, she said she was retiring, and, and that was six years ago. Oh, wow. I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder if I know who that is. Wow. Do you know what the person's name? Her name was Cynthia. Cynthia. Said she worked with the company for over 20 years. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. How was the, we hear a lot of stories about how uh, training was. How was the training for you? Training was intense. It was, uh, it was one of those situations where they had a test like every couple of days and it was a lot of knowledge. And when you're new to the industry and you haven't come from another timeshare Westgate has the best training in the industry. So it was a lot of studying, a lot of staying up, long nights, role-playing. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't change it. It really gave us the foundation so that we were very knowledgeable once our class hit the floor. Mm. That's what's up. So when you, when you first got into business, did you go into the Dayline or in-house? So I started off six years ago at Westgate in Dayline training. It hasn't changed, huh? It, it hasn't changed. I mean, a lot of people come and go at Westgate, but uh, the training is pretty much the same. Um, In-house and Dayline, they have pretty much the same script, just little changes. Mm -hmm. You know, with in-house, you have to learn how to kind of backdoor sell, but uh, Dayline was a good foundation. I wouldn't change how I started at all. Now, are you currently still on the Dayline side now? No. I was uh, with Dayline for about a year. Okay. Um, when I started off, I started off in Dayline. 
a couple months after I started in Dayline, I became a TO, a manager. Uh, then I went back to a sales agent, uh, but I was not licensed coming into Westgate. So I stepped down to an OPC, uh, which is somebody who books the tours. I actually worked in a hotel lobby for a couple of months while I studied and got my license. And then instead of going back to Dayline, I came back in-house. Dang, that's what's up. Yes. You know, the one thing I want to touch, and we can get right into it, is uh, some people take uh, Dayline as where you would start off. And then obviously, the better that you get, the more experience that you get. Um, it's like a graduation going into uh, in-house. You know, there's more money to be made, so they say. Right. My question to you would be, um, is there such thing as being a successful dayline rep and staying on the dayline side, or do you? Is it mandatory that hey, okay, you reach this level, you have to go to in-house now? Oh, it's not mandatory. I know some dayline reps that have been happy with dayline for over ten years. Uh, for me, I'm always challenging myself, always reinventing myself, and I always want to learn. You know, it uh, it was an opportunity for me to work with owners. It is a whole nother level when you are selling someone that's actually owned a timeshare since uh, we didn't have buildings, you know, and they say, oh, I purchased when this was an orange grove, mm -hmm. you know, and there was just a sign outside saying um, for sale, vacationing. So um, I, I always want to challenge myself. And that's why I came into uh, in-house, just so I could learn every aspect of the business. A lot of people that start on the I mean, I think that company calls it Dayline, but some companies call it Frontline. Right. A lot of people think that um, going into in-house is, is very challenging. And they, they, you know what I'm saying? They say, oh, I don't want to deal with that. It's, it's too much. I mean, but you push yourself to say, I want to learn it and become a master of it. Right. Yeah, that's what's up. Absolutely. That's, that is where the good money is as well. Um, you can make good money in Dayline or in-house, but uh, in-house is, again, a lot more of a challenge. Um, there's a lot of room for mobility. Um, so you just have to find what works for you. You know, always be growing, always be challenging yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some Dayline uh, reps already find it hard enough to sell timeshare to a family that already owns, to an owner that already owns, right? right. Now, another thing that they find hard is to, let's say that you toured that owner one year. And then that same owner came back a year or two uh, later and you toured that same owner and you have to sell them again. You know, you got to give them that owner's update, show them the, the new benefits of the program and things like that. And how difficult is that not only selling um, an owner that already owns, but selling an owner that you've already sold to previously? Well, that's exactly what in-house is about. We always see our owners. Um, we, are, we can actually see when they are coming in and making reservations, and uh, they are assigned to us as well. So um, what we do is, you know, as long as you are strong, the first time that you sell them, and I'm all about customer service, so I follow up. I talk to them all the time, my owners. Uh, you want to make sure that you're welcoming them back and saying, hey, how's that working for you? How are you traveling? And then I always talk to them about the area growth and, hey, is your family grown? And always find a reason for them to purchase more. You have to make it set, make sense for them. Um, you know, let them know. You have three kids. Well, you only own a, a, a two-bedroom. 
what happens when your children start having children? Or are you going to choose your favorite child to leave this to? Who's going to get the two bedrooms? So you make sure you find a reason and a problem so that it makes sense for them to purchase more from you. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Find a problem, create a problem. I create love a it. problem. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that they need to do that or they should do that because some people don't realize that these are things they have to think about until you bring it to their attention. Absolutely. You know, what I'm saying? you know, are you traveling more? Are you about to retire? Most people travel more when they do retire. So instead of owning every other year, why don't you complete your portfolio, have whole ownership, things like that. You always want to be knowledgeable and making suggestions. And when you can make it make sense for them, of course they're going to purchase. Oh, yeah. How long would you say the learning curve was it for you personally in order to understand what was going on in the industry and how to successfully, you know, close deals? I, I hit the ground running and um, I don't know what it is, but I sold my first eight out of 10 tours. Get out of oh, here. Oh, you was lit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, no, going in and, and I saw that in my class, it was, you know, nonstop studying, but um, what I did was I identified the top sales reps in the room and I would get a cup of tea in the morning and sit near their table and listen to what they're saying, mm. listen to their pitch. Um, I offered to drive the golf cart for them. That's how I learned a lot. You know, I, I told myself, I'm not here for the free buffet. I'm here to make money, you know? So I literally, I would sit down and listen to them and, and, you know, what the TL said on the table and what their rebuttal was to their, you know, when someone had an objection to purchasing or an excuse. So again, always be learning. And I was always taking notes. I always carry a briefcase, even to this day. I have a notebook in there and I'll listen. I'm like, now you, I've pretty much heard it all. So mm. I, I can uh, come up with a solution to any problem someone creates. But the biggest thing was listening to the top reps. You know, everybody, when you come in, they, you know, People aren't following the script. They've gotten out of training and they do things their way. You don't want to be robotic and, and spewing out the script word for word. You want to tailor it to who you're sitting in front of. But more than that, always listen to the top people in the room. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about that. Um, sometimes the top people in the room are hard to get in contact with. We talk about that too. You know, they, they're busy. They don't have time. They're out Closing deals. You That's know. true. Or they look at you as their competition because, mm -hmm. you know, it's cutthroat. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, industries, like especially this one, if you're not selling, you're you're on the chopping block. You're only as good as your last deal. Absolutely. So you always have to, again, be learning, um, reinventing yourself. Um, we all have slumps where we're not selling very well that week. You have to go back and, you know, revisit your training and try to identify um, something you've changed, something that's not working, or if you need to change something that's working for you. It's literally, training is ongoing. Mm -hmm. You're a trainer, you know that training and learning, ongoing. Uh, you can always, always be, be learning something from somebody, whether it be good or bad, you know? Mm -hmm. You're like, I'll never pitch you, like, oh, I heard how they just address that family, I would never say that, or, oh, that's great, I'm gonna use that. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that, um the peaks, you know, the, the ups and downs and stuff. And we noticed that, you know, it's that time of year where you see some people who have made just started no longer, uh, they didn't make it enough, you know? Um, are you, where, 
in your class, is there anyone that's still there from the class that you started with when you first started? <laughs> One person. <laughs> It'd be like that. Yes. You guys still have a good relationship to this day? We do. We do. <laughs> We, cool. we hug each other, kiss each other every morning. Oh, so glad you're still here. <laughs> you know, because you build that camaraderie with people in your class. You're all up studying and role playing together when yeah. you bond like that. You know, lunch, you're sitting and, and, and we have to role play um, for testing sometimes with somebody across from you or next to you. So you do create that bond with them. So it's very hard. I remember my first class when the person that, I studied with the most. She didn't make it. Mm. You know, she was uh, very quiet, very reserved. And uh, her husband was a minister. Mm. And that was just her mentality. She said, you are perfect for this, but this is not for me. And I, I was very distraught the day that she, she was cut. And, you know, and uh, my TO, one of my closest friends to this day, said, you can't get too used to people in this industry. They come and go really quickly. I've heard that before. Yes. I I've been wanting to tell people like sometimes I, sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't. But this is what I remember from just seeing classes. Like you you start a training class with a group of people, and you become this. You have this bond, and when you hit the floor, those are the people that you talk to. You don't know the new guy. You don't know the top reps. You don't know right. anybody. You stick to those people. Then you start selling, and little by little, you're not in that rep room or in that circle because you're going out. Right. It breaks up. You know what I'm saying? And then you kind of get separated because your VPG is higher, you're out and about, and you kind of get broken away. And then some people like may mumble, like, oh, she thinks she's all that, or what is she doing? Or You know what I'm saying? But I feel like they don't, it doesn't stick long. Right. You know? I got a lot of support from my class, surprisingly. Um, after I sold a lot, uh, my first month there, um, they asked me to be a, a TO, and I said, I don't want to be a manager. I'm new to the industry. I just want to learn that. And I want to get that million-dollar ring. That was my goal, you know. And, and they're like, no, no, you need to be a T.O. I said, no, I don't want to be a T.O. Uh, well, then the owner came to me and said, you're going into T.O. training hey. next week. And, I, well, you know, how do you say no to the owner of the company? Oh, wow. um, but my class was so supportive of me. And, uh, and I was really genuinely surprised because then I turned around and had to be a manager and a T.O. to them. So wow. um, it was, uh, you know. It was a blessing that I had some um, very supportive friends that I still talk to to this day. You know what's crazy is that out of every class that hits the floor, there's always that one superstar, mm -hmm. and that was you. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I sold my first tour. Yeah. Literally, I got through the tour quickly, got them in deeding, and I was like, that went so fast. Then I realized I was so nervous, I missed a part of the pitch. But, you know, I always tell people, they don't know what you've missed. Just mm -hmm. keep going. You know, keep talking, and uh, and it worked out. So I, I did very well, and here I am six years later, still at the same company. That's what's up. Yes. No, that's what's up. I bet you were surprised when you got that first commission check also. Oh, boy. <laughs> you were well, like, what? Unfortunately, I wasn't licensed. Um, oh. That was a lesson learned. Oh, wow. Even when I was promoted to a TO, um, I, and I was promoted so quickly. Again, not only did I listen to the top reps, I had an excellent TO who had been with the company for years. So uh, she took me under her wing and she pulled me aside one day and said, listen, I wanna show you my check and show you how much money you're leaving on the table mm. as an unlicensed TO. Mm. When I saw her check, I said, yeah, let me go ahead and get my license. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. 
unlicensed to y'all. I've never even heard of that before. So that just shows how bad they wanted you at that position. Yes. Yeah, you was popping. Yeah, I was a, a salaried TO, and uh, they didn't do me any favors, but I, I learned quickly. Yes. Yeah. So um, let's talk about that a little bit. So you've been a sales rep. You know what it's like to, you know, wait in a rep room, wait for your name to be called and go out and get your tour. And you've also been a TO. So tell us a little bit about what it's like to manage a team of, of, of reps and all the different personalities. Well, it's a lot. I mean, everyone has their story. Everyone has their background. It's being respectful. Um, I, I always say the quality of a good leader is to be able to follow you know, when I would sit on a table, um, whether I, I pulled a deal or not, I would go to the rep afterwards and say, do you like how I approach that table? Do you like what I said on the table? Is there anything you feel I could have done differently? You know, there, you, you always want to uplift them and let them know that, you know, you're working with them. You're not above them. It's a team effort because they've actually spent that time with the family. By the time a TO comes to the table, that is their money. You know, so I am always respectful when I am the leader to make sure that, you know, we're on the same page, that we have a good dance, that I'm going to approach the table the way they introduce me and do my best to help them make money and to make sure the family leaves happy so that uh, they want to continue um, with their ownership and, and purchase more in the future. Yeah, that's good that you do that because there's some TOs that are, not, uh, you know, as welcoming as you might think. Yes. And it causes friction and conflict with you and, and, and the rep. And now you guys, oh, don't come to my table like that. And, oh, this is, it gets crazy yeah. out on the it floor. Does. <laughs> it does. It does. It gets crazy. Yes. Um. But, okay, okay, okay. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome. So have you only been with one company since you started in the business? Yes. Um. I did shop around once I got my license um, in the week before I was to start it back at Westgate and in-house, I interviewed at a few other places and, you know, oh, I went in with my numbers mm -hmm. and my resume and they said, oh, we'll put you on the elite team. Oh, we'll put you here. Oh, you'll be great. We can bring you in as a manager. But my heart has always been at Westgate. That's where I started. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's, that's pretty much why I've stayed there. And Westgate being privately owned, it's a different structure as well. Absolutely. You know, the training is amazing. And then for someone like me, you know, I, I've been a manager and a rep. I don't like to be micromanaged. And I felt like a lot of the other companies would do that. You know, um, like when I interviewed at Orange Lake and they do ride-alongs, mm -hmm. no matter how high your VPG is, I said, why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that yeah. didn't make sense to me. So I like the freedoms that Westgate offers. You know, there's no better training, so it's always ongoing training. Um, I like that, you know, during slow seasons, we have the opportunity to sit in classes and refresh and everything. Mm -hmm. I miss that. So um, I, I'm very happy that I, I stayed with Westgate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to the people out there, though, you know, sometimes they're at a resort and it doesn't work out for them, but it's, it's, they need to know that there's plenty of options out there for them. You know, all different resorts offer all different perks and benefits and different pay structures and, you know, discounts and all type of things like that. So if it doesn't work at one resort, then obviously, um, you know, you can reach out to another resort and try again over there. Absolutely. We are not the only game in town. And whenever someone gets cut from Westgate, I always encourage them. You maybe this wasn't for you, but try another one. 
There, I mean, it's big. It's Orlando. Mm-hmm. There's multiple options out there. You just have to try which one will fit for you. If you don't work at one, mm-hmm. you can work at another one. But, uh, you know, thankfully for me, Westgate has been pretty good to me, and I've been pretty successful there. I have a question for you. This is coming left field. What's your view on sales reps saying the resort is playing with the wheel? Honestly, I think that that is, that's something that happens across the board. I talk to other people at other timeshares, um, and no matter what, when, when they're trying to convince you, oh, no, the wheel is not manipulated, I have, I have seen it. You have to be good at what you're getting. You have to work to the best of your ability. If you feel like, oh, boy, I really want owners, but they're giving all the owners to someone else, then you have to be good at the non-owners, the A to Z tours, um, and vice versa. Um, You can be pretty successful, and you shouldn't have to focus on just one aspect of that business. If you feel like it's being manipulated, then you have to be well-rounded and ready no matter what they throw at you, no matter who's in front of you. Just tailor your tour to whoever they give you and be the best that you can be. You have to be well-rounded in the industry because that's going to happen no matter where you go. You know, what happens when there's no tours on one line? You only want to stay with that one line? You can't look at one wheel. We have, we have different wheels at Westgate. You know, we have hospitality tours, which is, can be owners or non-owners. And then we have owner referrals. I'm on both wheels right now. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we actually have assigned uh, teams I'm on two out of the three teams currently. So no matter what they give me, I'm always prepared. You have to study every aspect of tour that can come in front of you and just be the best person that you can be. I need to get a little clap for that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That was well said. That was a true story. And when you're doing your thing, like like, like Ms. Cher said, um, you'll work your way up to that level where you'll be recognized, just like Miss Cher was recognized. Someone recognized her and said, whoa, okay, who's this lady? We need to get her over here. You'll be recognized and you'll be promoted or put on these special teams and the owner referral lines and the first-time back lines and all these little things that they have going on. So definitely stay at it. Keep working hard. Um, one thing you said is, uh, is studying. What's your take on reps that just show up? See... When you just show up and, and, you know, you hang out and you're, you're at the buffet all day and, and, you know, just sitting outside, that to me is somebody that's not serious about their craft. Anyone can get a job. I want a career. I came into this looking at this is going to be a career for me. I want to be successful. I have goals. You have to find your why. Why do you want to be successful? You know, and uh, when people come into this and they're new, and they see how hard it is and that people are getting burnt out on this and they're just showing up and sitting down hanging out, to me that's somebody that's not going to last. Mm-hmm. You really have to find your why am I here and, and what expectations do I have for myself? What is my goal in this company? You know, and, and again, a lot of people that just show up, those are the ones that are, don't last very long. Absolutely. I wish I had a hat on because I just want to take my hat off. It just dawned <laughs> on me that you've you've went through different obstacles and always showed up and always performed. 
I remember when you hurt your leg. You was on a scooter. It's on a scooter for a long time. Got a scooter and was zipping around the sales floor. Just sell it away. Just making it happen. You got to make it happen. Yeah. yeah no, I, um, I've had a lot of obstacles. I actually, my biggest obstacle, this is, this is true. This is facts. I'm coming in to Westgate. When I was working part-time at LensCrafters, um, I was part-time there, but I was actually a manager at Best Buy. And... I got in an accident in New Orleans and I literally came home in a wheelchair mm. and I couldn't perform my job at Best Buy anymore and they let me go. And I was struggling to make ends meet for a long time, looking for my next opportunity, trying to figure out what to do. Um, LensCrafters wasn't making it and I started applying around at other places. When I started at Westgate and it was literally the second week of training. I got home to my condo to an eviction notice on my door mm. and I'll never forget it. I'm like, I have two kids. What am I going to do? Hadn't even received my first check yet and had three days to move. I threw my things in storage and I actually slept in my car for five days with my kids in the back seat, sleeping in the parking lot of my church, studying the pitch by the flashlight of my cell phone. Oh, wow. And I will never forget calling, training, and saying, I have no place to live. I don't think I can continue through training. And they said, you're doing so well. It's, you know, it's only one more exam, one final exam. So for five days, I showed up at the training center early, bathed and changed and got dressed in the restroom and went into the classroom and no one was the wiser. But here I am six years later. Again, you still have to always, always, you know, glory to God, be striving towards something. I will never be at that point in my life again. I, I, that was my why Westgate had to work for me. That was my motivation. And uh, I, I've been driven ever since, ever since. I love it. Yeah, you definitely got to have, you got a strong why right there. Yes. You know, that makes sense why you would sell eight out of your first 10 tours. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. For sure. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, yeah. So you got the ring. I saw you, I know you got the ring. Million you know, dollar writer. Bang, bang, yeah. bang. You know? Yes. I give you mad props. Yeah, that was, that was the goal. I literally coming in. I saw that and I said, like, what is this Super Bowl ring everyone's walking around with? And they said, oh, no, not everyone has one. And, and I said, no, that's, that's going to be my goal. And yours, yours ain't, 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 ain't light neither. That's, no, that's, no, I got the men's dog. one. I said, I'm a big, big girl. I need, I need them to see my ring coming. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears on that Westgate floor. Oh, hold it up to that yeah. camera. Let me, see. Hold, hold yeah. on. Let me see. Hold it up to that camera. Let me see. Right there. There it is. Oh, shoot. Million dollar ring. Yeah. I said, order the men's one for me, please. <laughs> Carried my cell phone like this for three months. Yeah. So, um, bringing it back to the floor, how creative do sales reps have to be or should be um, in order to get a deal? You know what? Creativity starts here. As soon as you get that text on your phone or your name appears on that monitor that you have a tour, you have to turn it on. We are actors. We are in the business of no. You're going to hear lots of no's before you hear a yes. And families are judging you. You have to put that, that 
persona on before you go downstairs to pick them up. You can't go down the steps, get the tour sheet, and then go find your family because they watch us coming into the lobby, you know. And uh, one of the families told me, I was looking around, and I was like, oh, I hope I don't get that person. Mm. So they are literally paying attention. You you want to look at everything, your grooming, your posture, your facial expressions before you call that name. We are always on stage the moment we get that tour. And from there, the rest is history. You literally have to sell yourself they buy us before they buy Westgate. They buy you before they buy Timeshare. If they don't like you, trust mm -hmm. me, they're not going to give you their money. That's the bottom line. Do you have to pitch heat to make it? I don't pitch heat. I don't believe in pitching heat. That will always come back to bite you. Um, I'm in-house. So mm -hmm. that person you pitch heat to, you're going to meet them again when they come back for their owner's update. How are you going to sell them more if you sold them something dishonestly the first time? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't pitch heat. Mm. I never recommend pitching heat. Um, good reps, successful reps don't have to pitch heat. You always want to be honest about the product. You want to believe in your product. Your product knowledge is key. Your area growth, knowing that, it will sell itself. So there, there's no reason to pitch heat. You know what? I'm glad you said that area growth. You know, I talk to a lot of sales reps in different companies and one thing that I noticed that a lot of these sales reps, uh, sales reps are missing is the area growth pitch. I mean, we're in Orlando, Florida. Damn it. There's always something being built, right. something going on, something opening up. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> Somebody always wants to come to Orlando. Number one vacation destination in the world. Yeah. If you're not reading up and listening, like Disney announced a few months ago, they're building three more theme parks yeah. in Orlando. You know, who didn't know we were expanding our airport? You want to point those out, how large our convention center is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the train that goes from here to Miami. You all Those those are little tidbits. Just that one little bit of knowledge could say, yeah, make someone yeah, say, yeah. oh, I'm buying this. Yeah. So you always want to be up on your area growth. Absolutely. You know, the area growth is what's going to push the urgency. It is. You know, what do you think is going to happen when Disney opens up those three you know, theme parks? Right. You know, and it's a great tool for selling people more. Mm -hmm. Your kids are going to want to come here to Disney. Oh, we're we're adding Nintendo World, literally. Mm -hmm. Those are reasons for people to purchase more. You're going to want to come back here. Your kids are young. Who doesn't want to come to Orlando? Who doesn't want to see Mickey Mouse? Mm -hmm. How how important would you say is a second face, meaning a second face on the table, having a second face on the table? It's pretty important. Um, definitely for a person that's new in the industry, for me, I close my own tables. Um, we're at a point right now where we are rotating TOs every day. Mm -hmm. uh, most TOs know my favorite saying is you don't have to come to my table. I close my tables, they put the deal in, that's it. But if you are new, you wanna always bring a second you know, voice to the table, a second face, especially, you know, I can read that. If a family is too comfortable with me, I'll bring someone in, mm -hmm. you know? Um, just to close the deal and, and make it a lot more professional and solidify the deal. But for new people, you always want to bring that TO in. They're going to they're gonna wrap it up nice and neat for you, hit the urgencies. Um, you you want to sit close to them so that you can advocate for them to close the deal. You know, those are things that solidify a deal. I always tell people, you, you have to find that niche that works for you. Uh, when I sell a family, I text them the next morning, you know, again, Congratulations, new owner. You came in a renter. You left an owner. I'm very happy for you. Let me know when you've made it home safely. 
you always want to tie things up in a nice, neat package so that when you sit down with them again, they have no reason to distrust you. Facts. Mm. How important of it. Um, and, and Rich, by all means, if, you know, jump right in. But, you know, she's just laying so much great information. I have so many questions for her. Keep <laughs> it I'm going. Keep it going. I'm learning that she's talking. Let's go. Let's get it. I have the preface to watch her in action sometimes. Let's and just like, this lady's amazing. Energy is always on point, but go ahead, ask away. Yeah. Um, how important is it? And, and I'm asking questions that a lot of sales reps ask me, you know, so I'm, I want to get your input on it. But how important is it to button up your deal before the family goes into dealing? Okay, that's very important. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm very loud and energetic on my table. The room is loud. You want to command their attention. So you'll see me a lot of energy on the table and, and, and very loud and having fun. But at the same time, I'm getting all the information to them. I'm very thorough. I always say to them in the beginning, by the time we leave this table, the only question you should have for me is how much does it cost? And when I, I sit and wait for them to, you know, fill out the paperwork and I want to get them in dating, I'm always, I always do a recap on the information. So if you own here, you know how you come here for free. Literally, you go through it, a 30-second recap so they understand that. When they go into dating, they shouldn't go into dating asking a lot of questions. You know, you, you want to make sure that you did your job. Your job is to get them the information, answer their questions. All they should have to do up there is pretty much sign and go. And then you want to follow up. Every one of my owners has my cell phone number. Anything you think of, it's a lot of information. If you wake up in the morning, go, what did I buy? Call me and I will go over it again with you if we have to sit down and have breakfast. That cuts down on cancellations. I haven't had a cancellation in almost 40 days. It's because I tie everything up neatly. You do not want high number of cancellations you do not want your owners to leave with buyer's remorse mm -hmm. or the next day wake up with buyer's remorse you want them wake up excited that's why the last thing i say to them is you came in a renter you're leaving an owner absolutely <laughs> absolutely so you're definitely somebody that sounds like you believe that the product works you know some people will say does the product actually work it sounds like you you believe that with all your heart it works. And again, you have to be that hands-on customer service person. Customer service is key. Again, that cuts down on cancellations. A lot of people that are unhappy with their timeshares, it's user error. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to exchange. You know what I mean? They, they don't know how to, to break it up and use it to the best of their, their you know, to, to benefit their family yeah. when they want to travel. But if they had an agent that just took the time or they could call or text and say, hey, how do I do this again? Or who do I call for this? That is what will solidify a deal. And when that family sits in front of you in a year or two, they will have no problem buying more from you as well. Absolutely. Not every resort lets you um, follow up with your owners, but where you are, they do. So that's like more business for you, right? Absolutely. So if you're at a company that can't, where you're not allowed to follow up with them, you have to make sure you're strong. The last thing that you say to them, you know, I'm, I'm excited for you. You have to constantly be feeding that energy into them to reaffirm that positivity that you are about to travel. You're going to travel the world. Your kids are going to see other cultures. You can't get that time back that you build with them. 
kids don't grow down, they grow up. That's something I say to everyone. Mm -hmm. You want to travel with them right away and build those memories. You can't get that time back with them. And you want to create those memories and encourage them to travel with their children and start that vacation legacy for your family. Now, obviously, all TOs would want, you know, for their sales reps to go out on tour and the sales reps to come back with a credit card. I mean, that's the perfect world, right? right. But when a sell, for the sales reps listening to this, when a sales rep comes and gets their TO, or if a sales rep is coming to get you, Ms. Cher, what are you expecting for that sales rep to know? What information are you expecting? If they don't have a credit card, what at least should they have? What information should they have ready for you? They should always bring it down to the money. What's affordable for the family? What are they actually saying? How much are they traveling? How would they use this? How many people do they actually travel with? How many children do they have? You also want to know, I mean, in your discovery, what do you do for a living? That will tell you everything, what they're, they're going to be qualified to purchase. If you tell me that you work at the Dollar Tree as a cashier, more than likely you're not going to be able to afford the five-bedroom. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. Um, if, if you're talking to a couple in front of you, they've been married for 10 years, have no children, what does that tell you? Well, they might not have children. So you want to find out, well, who are you traveling with? Is it just the two of you? Do you travel in groups? Do you travel with your family? You want to always get those little tidbits and try to bring it down to the money. What's affordable? What is their number? What are they looking for? And how much are they traveling? All of that. The TO should never have to come to the table and resell your family. Yeah. You should give your, your TO every bit of information that you possibly can. That's why discovery is so important. Yeah. Well, you know, there's some TOs out there that they don't want to hear anything. As soon as you come and get them, okay, don't worry. Let's just go to the table. Come on. No, let's just go. Tell me at the table. Let's go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like to bring TOs in blind when I do bring a TO in. I always have a plan. I'm going to introduce you as the inventory manager or I'm going to introduce you as the finance manager because they are saying they love it, but they don't think they can afford it. You know what I mean? You always want to have a plan. That's how you build a dance with a TO, you know, and, and that's very important. You don't ever want to say to somebody on a table, oh, I'm going to go get the inventory manager and they come by and say, Oh, I'm the corporate customer service manager, yeah. you know? So you <laughs> want funny. to definitely be on the same page. Yeah. Be on the same page and, and, and make sure that you've given them every single bit of information that is important. You know, this is the problem they're having. Even if you're, if you're bringing them in and it's an owner, Oh, they told me right off the bat, they have four kids and now two of their children have children. They own a two bedroom and they're all squeezed into there now. We have to get them into a four. Every bit of knowledge that you go, that's ammunition for your TO to close the sale. That's it. You never want to bring a TO to the table blind. There's no telling what, what, what they're going to say. Yeah. You have spent that hour and a half to two hours with the family. That is your money. That is your table. That is your family. Yeah, absolutely. So these new people that want to get in the business that's watching the show, because there are some people that said, I seen a show and that made me want to get into the business. Right. Do you, what would you say for them, for those that's on the fence, like they want to get in, but they're not sure. They may be going through the same situation. There's somebody at Lenscraft is right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say this, Westgate changed my life. Um, I'm able to travel 
in the last two months, I've taken four vacations. You know, I'm, I'm looking to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, my children are, are, you know, financially stable now. I've bought two of them cars, and uh, it, it literally has changed my life. I will uh, always have um, a savings account now, something to fall back on. It's good money. It's fast money. We work hard, but we play hard as well. Okay. So <laughs> that's it. It, it. it can change your life. If you're serious about it, uh, you know, um, Westgate's a great place to start. I know a lot of people that say, yeah, I came into the industry and went straight for Westgate for the training. I was considering going someplace else. No matter what you do, make sure that you are in a place that works for you, someplace that has that upward mobility. But I will tell you, uh, us being deeded real estate and having my license and the opportunity to do things on the side, um, it's invaluable, the training, the experience that I've gotten at Westgate. I'm very grateful for it. You know, and, uh, and anyone that wants to get in the industry, come sit down and talk to us. Talk to somebody. Ask questions. Uh, when I go and look at, at um, changing a career, I look at the people working in the industry. I talk to them and say, how do you feel? And when you go interview at some place, make sure not only are you interviewing them as well as them interviewing you. Look at the, the look on the people's faces. Are they happy? Um, just ask questions about upward mobility, what the pay structure is and all that, and find your niche. But uh, the good thing is it's Orlando. There's lots of opportunity in timeshare here. Big time. Yes. Big time. Absolutely. So before we pay some bills, um, there's some things, guys, If it, there's some things called objections. And there's only a handful of them, really, at the end of the day. And once you can master these objections, then you'll definitely be successful in the industry. So what we have here is the new sold in 60 timeshare object, objection cards. We can put it in this camera over here. Oh, the focus is out. All right. You guys have seen them. The, the link is in the in the bio. Um, Richard, if you don't mind, can you shuffle some of these up right now? We're going to have Miss Share. <laughs> you must know I was a gambler. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Miss Share is amazing, by the way. I was just a pleasure. It's an honor to have her on the show. Oh, you I appreciate it. I've seen her oh, yeah, yeah. doing her thing for quite some time. So that's what's up. All right. All right. Shuffling the deck. Here we go. All right. How's it go, Dylan? You just allowed to pick one? Yep. You can pick any one. All right. Pick any one. It just can't be a top card. Okay. Right? Let's go with this. And then you're going to read the objection out loud. We only spend money as we go. We don't want to commit to a monthly payment because if we can't afford it, we just won't vacation. Mm, that's a tough one right there. <clears throat> no, that's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. How would you answer that? You spend money as you go. Well, the money that you're spending, you're losing 100% of that money, literally. So we're talking about owning your travel because at Westgate, this is deeded real estate. Would you rather own something or keep paying someone else's bills and renting? So when someone says something like that, we spend as we go. How much have you spent? Mm-hmm. Literally. So that's money that's just went out the money, like money gone out the window and not building you any equity. That's what I tell them mm-hmm. when they say that, right? 
If we can't afford it, we just won't vacation. So let me ask you what you do. Okay, so you work hard, right? So you deserve the travel. You deserve this. Your children deserve this. You work so hard. Don't you want to get outside of your life? That's what I tell them. You never know when you're not going to wake up in the morning. God gave us a green earth, and I'm trying to see the whole thing. That's I what I tell them. I like that. And that's how you get sold in 60. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what I love about that is just the confidence, you mm. know? I mean, just the confidence alone I'm sold. I'm like, man, I got to do it. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? She's so confident in what she's saying. You know, the conviction is definitely there. Um, before we get out of here, Rich, pay some bills for us, please. Listen, every now and then someone starts in this real estate industry and they get paid salary and don't have a license. Look no further. If you're looking to get your real estate license, contact the Richdale School of Real Estate. They can help you with that pre-licensed course. If you're already licensed, they do do continuing education as well as brokers, classes, and follow-up post-licensing for brokers. That's the Richdale School of Real Estate. You can see them on the screen. Awesome. And then also shout out to Factual Film Studio for making this whole thing possible. Uh, Factual Film Studio is a studio that you can contact. They can help you if you are looking to start your own podcast. Maybe you have a great idea, friends and family. You guys want to get together, start a podcast. You just don't have the equipment. You just don't have the space. Get in contact with Factual Film Studio. They'll point you in the right direction. And Ms. Sherry, we want to thank you for stopping by and sharing with us your expertise. Oh, it's my pleasure. Amazing. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We Absolutely. appreciate you. Nice. We appreciate you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We will continue to follow you. And we actually, you, uh, we wish you much success and keep doing your darn thing. Thank you. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? it. Absolutely. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, sold at Solden60. You can listen to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Fire TV, Apple TV. All your platforms. <laughs> We're there. <laughs> We're there. And that's how you get sold at 60. 60. We're out. Peace. Peace.